It is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride. Of course, this amazing show is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. In fact, we're going to have our SeatGeek LCS question of the day revealed in mere moments. See if you are the lucky one who sent in the best question to test our brains, and thus you can use $1,000 on the SeatGeek app. That is all coming your way. How you doing, my man? You good? I'm doing great, C. Rosie. It's beautiful to see that face, and the whole face, not a bearded Chris Rose, but a clean-shaven baby face. My goodness, you're good-looking. Michelle, you are one lucky woman. Well, it was funny. So I had to shave for our uh, seventh season of BattleBots because there's two other dudes on the show who have already had beards for six seasons. And so I asked them, I said, listen, there's a big deal. I've got my beard. They made me send pictures and stuff. And they're like, yeah, shave it. I was like, okay. (laughs) So then when I shaved it yesterday, I FaceTimed Michelle. I was like, are you wearing your glasses? She's like, I don't need my glasses. I'm close up. I was like, well, look closer. She's like, oh my God, you shaved. Like, yeah, well, there you go. So that's that. But it, it will be back. It will make a triumphant return at some point over the next several okay. months. All right, let's get on to the uh, the LCS series because the Yankees, they got past the Guardians in five. What was the bigger story to come out of Tuesday's action? Nestor Cortez going five innings on short rest or Shane Bieber not seeing the field while the Yankees went deep twice against the Guardians in the first two innings. I mean, these two things worked hand in hand here. I mean, these, this was the decision that each manager had. You know, Nestor, you know, gets the nod from Boone. He ends up going five, which is crazy to me. So I think that is a big story. But on the Cleveland side, and you're a Guardians fan, I want to hear your opinion on this too. It wasn't necessarily just Savale or Bieber. Like that didn't have to be the only two options. And I think that's where I'm the most confused is number one, Bieber was available out of an emergency situation in the pen. I think game five just so happens to be kind of an emergency situation. (laughs) But if you're not going to pitch him, I understand that. That's fine. If you are really looking towards this guy's health and say, we don't want to do that to him, fine. But that doesn't mean you have to start Savali. You could have started Henches. You could have started Stefan. You could have started anybody in that bullpen. Because I don't think if you sat down and mapped your, your top five pitchers available right now and guys that will give you, you know, can give you two innings. I don't think Savali is part of that equation. And, you know, it's, I'm not saying he couldn't do it. And it is a little bit of like hindsight because he did give up the home run. But to me, that's kind of the biggest question mark uh, besides the non-challenge. But the biggest question mark was why did it have to be Savali or Bieber? Why couldn't somebody else start the game? Why couldn't you have some sort of opener? You nailed it on that one. There's no question. That's the deal is that, I know that the A's went into Yankee Stadium a few years ago in the wild card game and started Liam Hendricks, and that didn't work out well for them. But that doesn't that doesn't mean it couldn't have worked out well for the Guardians. Right. You're, in fact, Aaron Savali, listen, he pitched well down the stretch, but he has not pitched well against the Yankees. And that's the only thing that should play into this decision. He got crushed by the Yankees before yesterday. And you can't afford to get behind. Like, Cleveland doesn't play great catch-up baseball when we're talking about multiple runs. When they're close late, for the most part, they can hang in there. And I know they came back from a two-run deficit in the other, you know, in the in the ninth inning the other night. But you don't want to make that a habit against the New York Yankees. You just don't. Um, I never got a good answer as to why Bieber was, wasn't available. I, 
the best I got was we don't want to do that to him. That that's not really an answer. Um, that's really vague. Are you worried about his shoulder that kept him out half of 2021? Um, are you worried because you might be trading him in the offseason and you don't want to hurt him? What what is the answer? I think Cleveland fans deserve a better answer than that. And a better answer as to why they didn't follow what you are discussing. They had more than five pitchers that were a better option than Aaron Savali on Tuesday, and they didn't use any of them. But I would be remiss if I didn't say Nestor Cortez did a phenomenal job. I don't know why exactly Cleveland was swinging so early in the count. Um, That obviously was a decision they made before the game, I think. You know, hey, let's attack him early. Let's not get behind. You can answer that philosophy better than me. But I thought for Cortez to give them five innings on a day where I think they probably would have been happy with three was huge. He looked good, man. Like he had zip on Great. his fastball. Five innings pitch is something that you you could only dream of uh, if you're Booney, because you know they've kind of found a little bit of a bullpen that they like um, at the mm-hmm. end of the game, and this you know giving you five kind of helps you with those decisions. You know he gets into trouble. I forget what inning it was when that base is loaded. Ramirez comes up. He makes the pitch he needs to make. I, I talked about that a little bit on uh, talking baseball. You know goes inside to Ramirez, gets in the pop-out, sacrifice fly, goes inside again to Gonzalez, gets in um, – he got him out. If he misses with those pitches, it's easily a tie game. Like, you could – grand slam, not out of the question with those two guys, you know, and if you miss over the plate on the inner half, like, they can make you pay. But he didn't miss those pitches. He made the pitches he had to make when he got into trouble. And other than that, he was – just really, really good. And man, like that's adding to, you know, the legend that is Nestor Cortez Jr. Yep. It's been a great story. And now they'll have him back on regular rest on Sunday for game four back in the Bronx. Speaking of which, let's get to this big time series. For the third time in the last six years, Astros, Yankees square off for a birth in the World Series. Your biggest storyline going into this one is. I'm going to give Yankee fans a little taste of their own medicine. I think they have to go slay the dragon that is the Astros. In recent playoff history, uh, you know, the Astros have had their number. The last three times they faced each other, 15, 17, 19, the Astros have sent the Yankees packing. This year, five games to two games, they have the advantage. Like, whatever you can say about Minnesota and the Yankees, Yankees being their daddy, like, Astros kind of the Yankees daddy right now. And I know there's some stuff you talk about 17 people aren't happy with that season. I understand why. Um, But the facts are they've been getting beat by this team. And we know that the AL goes through Houston. So I think the biggest storyline is, can they go through Houston? I mean, this is daunting. Um, This team right now, they have everything set up. The pitching is there. It's well-rested. I think you can think of maybe the one chance the Yankees have to steal some sort of advantage going into the series is there was another layoff for Houston. Like, will the bats like kind of come out a little rusty again? Maybe you can think that way, but they are. The pitching staff is set up. It's rested. It's going to be very difficult. I think Houston is the favorite and they deserve to be the favorite. And it's up to the Yankees to go, you know, slay the dragon, if you will. Well, for me, um, do you know, how many hits the Yankees got in the five game series against Cleveland? 
I know they scored like 20 runs. I'm not sure how many hits. Not that many. Yeah, they, right. They scored 20 runs. They got 28 hits. They didn't have any more than six in a single game. Now, people will say, well, the, the way they hit homers, that doesn't matter. Against Cleveland, that's correct. Against Houston, I'm not so sure that formula works. Cleveland actually out-hit New York 44-28 to 28 in the five-game series. That's a significant difference. Obviously, we know that Cleveland doesn't hit the long ball. The Yankees out-homered the Guardians 9-3. to three. And so that's where the big difference was. Astros OPS during the regular season was almost 50 points better than Cleveland. So they also had the second lowest strikeout rate to Cleveland during the regular season. That means the Astros put the ball in play a lot like Cleveland does. But when they put it in play, they do significant damage. So where are the Yankees going to get their hits? Are they going to be able to put rallies together against this Houston pitching, which when you line up the pitching staffs, even though Cleveland's is very good, Houston's is better. Um, people will say, well, hold on. The Yankees pitching staff can match Houston's now that the bullpen seems to be in better shape. And Houston didn't hit great against Seattle in that three-game sweep. In fact, Jose Altuve didn't get one single at knock. He went 0 for 16, including 0 for 8 one game. You're right. I would be willing to bet that Jose Altuve will be back to being Jose Altuve, particularly when he gets, they boo the shit out of him in games three, four, and five up in New York. So to me, that's the big thing. Can the Yankees do it? Absolutely they can. They're good enough. But to me, they're a big dog here. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I have it up right now, actually, in Vegas. Minus 185 on the series for the Astros, plus 150 for the Yanks. It's pretty substantial, wouldn't you think? It is. And, I mean, there's a couple of different reasons. Uh, but, look, the, these are the playoffs. And if you saw yesterday uh, Giancarlo with the homer, Judge gets a homer. Can these guys both click and be Hercules? Two Hercules on one team. I mean, that's that's – I said that this morning, too, and Jake laughed me. Oh, what great insight, bro. If Stanton and Judge go off, they're going to win. Well, I think that's kind of the case. Those guys are going to have to steal this series for the Yankees. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Yankees somehow steal game one with Jamison Tyon on the mound against Justin Verlander, then we'll be on this show tomorrow having an entirely different discussion. That would be interesting. Hey, today's edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our good friends over at Muggsy Jeans, the most damn comfortable denim ever designed to fit you perfectly every single time. You have heard me sing the praises of Muggsy Jeans. Whether you're in tip-top shape or you got a few extra LBs, you can still look stylish as ever. The thing I love about Muggsy Jeans, I put them on. Michelle Rose and I are getting ready to go out on a date. She looks at me. I see that little twinkle in her eye. She's like, good outfit tonight, Chrissy. Good outfit. And it's the jeans that make the man. In fact, I brought them on my two-week excursion to Las Vegas. Now, I'm wearing shorts today because it's hot and I'll be walking around. But I've got my regular blue. And then I've got my charcoal gray, too. Ooh, fancy. So I've got got multiple things that I could wear out when I go clubbing in Vegas on top of everything else because you know that's a big deal for me. So I want you to head on over to Muggsy.com, use the code word baseball. You're going to get 10% off and free shipping for the most comfortable jeans that you could ever, ever get. Now, I know it's been a hot summer for a lot of people, but we're getting toward the end of October. We got the fall classic right around the corner. You need jeans. 
and they've got a ton of different colors. So you want to wear some wacky tops, match them with your jeans. Go to Mugsy.com, code word, baseball, 10% off, free shipping. You'll feel great. You'll look great. Take my word for it. We continue on. Game one of the NLCS in the books, pair of solo shots, one from Harper, one from Schwarber, which I think is still traveling. But the big news in the 2-0 win over San Diego for Philadelphia was Zach Wheeler. Seven shutout innings allowed just one hit in a game that featured only four hits total. In your opinion, has Zach Wheeler stolen the show in the playoffs in his three starts? Maybe for the Phillies, I think, you know, there's an argument for Jordan still doing that. You know, he's what he did in that uh, division series is pretty impressive. But for the Phillies, I don't think there's a, there's any doubt. We got 19 and a third innings pitched to a one four. He's only given up seven hits to 17 Ks. I mean, this guy has been incredible. And right now, if you can line up the pitching the right way, you're going to get two great starts out of him per series. And that's massive because you also have Nola right behind him, who's very good. So you can really dream upon four good starts in these series. And that's very, very impressive. And that's what you want. Um, last night was was awesome. I mean, he took the no-hit bid until Will Myers uh, gets the base hit off him. But he looked in command. The moment's not too big for him, even though he said there was a little bit of nerves starting last night. But once he got past uh, that, he was fine. I didn't see any nerves out of this dude. So he's been great. And all that talk, you know, we talk about his contract, how it was at the beginning. I think he's answered all those questions. And now it's looking like a bargain. He's given up three runs in 19 and a third in three playoff starts, 17 strikeouts, three walks. He's only given up seven hits in three starts. 10 base runners. That's ridiculous. That is elite level performance. And if it was somebody else, if it was Justin Verlander, if it was Garrett Cole doing that sort of stuff, we would be like, oh my God. Zach Wheeler has been one of the best free agent signings we've had over the last 25 years. I'll go out and say it. Remember when he signed that five-year $118 million deal to stay in the National League East? There were people in New York that were laughing. They were like, huh. You're paying $118 million for that because it was one of the rare contracts where I thought a team was paying somebody for hopefully what they'll do instead of what they had done. Zach Wheeler missed two full years while he was with the New York Mets. He was always the fourth guy in that rotation, right? Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, and then it was Wheeler. And so they were like, ah, you know what? We can live without Wheeler. We got some other issues on this team. We don't care if we have to face him. It's one thing to let a guy walk. It's another thing not to bat an eye when he stays in your division. Nobody up there in New York was really worried about Zach Wheeler leaving New York and ended up having to shove against them several times a year. That's exactly what he has done with Philadelphia. He has surpassed Aaron Nola in the food chain in the rotation, which is saying something because I think Aaron Nola is a damn good pitcher. I'm happy this guy, he has earned every bit of that contract. Yes. You look great, man. And now you got game two. And you got your other dude on the mound in Aaron Nola. In the meantime, it is up to Blake Snell for the San Diego Padres. What is your confidence level that Snell can throw the kind of gem that San Diego needs while it struggles to find its offense, Lil? 
I'm pretty confident in him. You know, if you look back at the numbers against the Phillies this year, they're not great, but that was really early on in the year, and he was kind of struggling at that point. Um, it's going to be interesting to see him go up against Harper because we know what happened last time they faced each other uh, with the broken hand. But Snell seems to really thrive in big games. He likes it. He wants the ball, which I believe is the most important thing. You have to have a guy that just wants to be on the mound and kind of like enjoys those situations. I believe Snell does that. I think he can neutralize Schwarber, who seems to be getting hot. I mean, that ball he hit yesterday is incredible, but I think Snell can neutralize him, and like that'll be good for the Padres in this series if you can kind of maybe get him out of whack a little bit again. Um, so I'm confident. You know, I think that he's going to have – it's not going to be easy. He's going up against Nola, who's going to put up a, you know, a, a good start, I'm sure. Uh, but if you're asking me how confident I am in Snell, I'm going to give you like a – Eight out of ten confidence. Wow, say. that's high. Yeah, I. I I'm not saying you go seven, ask... bro. Give me five good innings, all right? No, I know, but five. So he went five and a third against the Dodgers and did a great job. One run ball, but in his previous start in the playoffs against the Mets, he walked six dudes in two innings, and that's what can happen, man. That plate moves on him more than just about any other starting pitcher there is out there, and that's the thing that'll terrify you. Now, he has pitched in the league championship series before. In fact, I think he's the first player to make home starts for two different teams in the same stadium in the LCS. Because remember, he started for the Rays back in 2020 during the COVID season. The Rays were a home team. I think it's some sort of wacky stat like that. Of course, I have no idea no what you're talking about right now. No idea. Yeah, but it's kind of a silly stat. I don't even know why I brought it up. It's kind of dumb kind of dumb hey but he's at um, home in san diego i just feel like he's gonna thrive in this environment don't I you hope so oh, I, I hate it when guys are walking the world i mean listen if you get knocked around you get your balls kicked in that happens you tip your cap to the other team that's the way it is but man it, there's nothing worse and you've told me this before when your pitchers walking dudes you almost want to like go cry in the dugout or something. It's, no, it's you're saying I get those strikes. I get those strikes. Get me up there. Well, you can. You can throw blitz ball strikes, bro. So I would say my confidence level, it's not an eight out of ten. Like a six, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I see some big old yackers coming out, some big swings and misses. Is he going to buzz Harper just to set the tone a little bit? No. In? He, he addressed that yesterday. He, he said, listen, no, they're friends. I'm not going to change the way I, I pitch because I have to pitch the way I pitch. But it wasn't my intention to hit him then. Never was. And it never will be. And I, we all believe him. Hell, Bryce Harper, I'm sure, believes him. You know, even after Harper got hit and started going nuts, he kind of turned back to him. Remember when he walked off the field holding his hand? He turned back to him. He's like, know. I know, I know, I know. But he was just pissed because he knew his hand was all screwed up. Uh, sidebar. How excited are you for the Aaron Nola, Austin Nola, and LCS at bat? I absolutely love this. Now that I have like kids, like just thinking about, you know, I don't have another son. If my daughter was a major league baseball player, her and Teddy facing off against each other, it'd be something, dude. Like how cool for the parents. Um, I think last night there was Philly shirt under the Padres jersey. And I for think dad. tonight it might be flipped because – you know, Aaron's starting on the hill. Yep. If people remember during this, the last start that Nola pitched against the Padres, he pitched really well, but it ended up getting a loss because 
big bro got the knock. So I love that, man. I think I think Austin Nola's like kind of been one of the unsung heroes for the Padres. He had had some big hits and big at bats. He's handled the staff well. Like it's so cool, dude. That's you know, it doesn't happen very often. It does happen in baseball from time to time, but we're seeing something that rarely happens. Um would you, it must be so weird for the parents. So right. Because they you know have to one hope of their for kids a, is playing a in good the World start. Series. Yeah. But the other one is going to go home and feel like shit, you know, because they got that close to the World Series and didn't finish it. So, you know, on one, and I wonder if the other brother is going to go watch the World Series in person or would that be too painful? Uh, it depends. I'll tell you why. No, they probably will. They probably will because you're not setting any vacations until after the World Series is done. So I think he'll probably at least catch one game, either brother, for sure. Okay. That's interesting. I would do it. I would I would go to all of them. Okay. Once again, baseball today is presented to you by SeatGeek. And before we get to our SeatGeek question of the LCS series and have somebody walk away with a cool $1,000 credit on the SeatGeek app, I just want to let you know that you too can save some dough, courtesy of SeatGeek. Because with the playoffs here, you still want to attend a few games? Mm -hmm. Download the SeatGeek app. So pick up your phone, go to the App Store, download the SeatGeek app. You can actually use the code JOHNBOYPLAYOFFS. That's all one word, all caps, JOHNBOYPLAYOFFS, for 10% off your order, whether you're a first-time buyer or not. That's a big deal because usually these sort of offers are only offered to those who are doing it for the first time. We want you, if you're a repeat customer, to save some money. So go out and do it. So if you can't get to the baseball playoffs, that's okay. They'll still direct you to the best tickets for the NFL, for college football, for NBA, which tipped off last night, for pucks, which dropped last week, for concerts, which go on 365 days a year. Save your money. Save your 10%. And if you get a little intimidated when you look at an arena seating chart, you're like, oh, my God, I don't know if these seats are any good. SeatGeek does all the heavy lifting. They rate every ticket on a scale of zero to 10, and they color code it. Green, good seat, red, thumbs down, no good. So once again, go download the SeatGeek app today. John Boy Playoffs, 10% off your order, whether you are a first-time buyer or not. And so now it is time to reveal our winner of the best, most thought-provoking question for the League Championship Series. Fayo, congratulations. You are the winner of the $1,000 credit on the SeatGeek app. You can take the two of us on a great to a great game the next time we see. You know, you don't have to. Take people you really like. Here is your question. For both championship series, is there a starting position, managers included, where if the teams swap players, it would completely change the face of the series? So it's a tough one, but it's kind of fun. Fayo is always very thought-provoking, and this one did yes. invoke a lot of thoughts from me. Now, first thought, because he did mention managers in this. I was like, dude, okay. Well, I think uh, I like Topper and I like Bowmel. I think that both bring their own. They're almost kind of similar in the way they approach things. Very mellow, very um, upbeat, and like, you know, they're happy. I know Bowmel doesn't smile very often in the dugout, but he's a very happy dude, okay? Then I was like, well... 
Dusty Baker, Aaron Boone. That's like a fun discussion to have a little bit there. Dusty has a plan. I think he might manage his bullpen a little bit better. But there's one glaring deficiency that I see in these series. And it doesn't even really have to do with the players themselves, but it's the Astros starting pitching and the Yankees starting pitching because of the way they are lined up in this series. And I talked about, I thought the wild card round was going to mess up the division series pitching and like the way things lined up. And that was going to be a big disadvantage for the wild card teams. It didn't end up being that way, but right now, because of the way that series went for the Yankees, you got Tyone and Severino. They're going to have four games started in the seven game series. You're only going to get Nestor for one game and you're going to get Cole on short rest in game seven, unless they do some flip-flopping around. On the other, on the other hand, the Astros, have all of their guys lined up. And I think their depth is better. You got Verlander, um, Framber, McCullers Jr., Christian Javier, and then you're going to run the top three guys back again. And I think that's a massive advantage uh, for the Astros. So if you could flip-flop that and put the Astros pitching on the Yankees side and have it line up like that, I think it completely changes the series. Because that's a big one for me, uh, a big part of this series that I'll be watching. Okay. So um, I think the Astros are the favorite. Obviously, we discussed that earlier. If you took Aaron Judge and put him in center field for the Astros, where he's played, obviously, a significant amount of time, he's been in right field predominantly, you know, in in the series against Cleveland. Um, And you put McCormick in center field in pinstripes and you move Bader to a corner outfield position. I'm just having some fun moving the guys around. I think – I think the Yankees would lose a four-game series in three games. So, <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, I do think that if Jordan Alvarez went to the Bronx because they've had so many different players play in left field and now Aaron Hicks is down, we won't see him until next year. I think maybe all of a sudden the Yankees become the favorite if you have Your, Jordan Judge and Aaron Judge and Jordan Alvarez. And by, by the way, would that be the biggest two, three, four hitters in the history of baseball? It'd be fun to do like just for one game, put like uh Jordan in left, Judge in center, and Stanton in right field. And then you could even see the stands, these big giants we block and everything. That'd be fun. I like both those. I thought about the Judge McCormick thing, although McCormick had a higher batting average in the DS than Judge did. I'm just yeah, say I'll that. take I'll still take my chances with 99. Okay. I mean, I still Maybe. believe in him kind of. Um, the other one I think would be fun. I think if you took Bryce Harper and put him in between Soto and Machado in that lineup, I know some people would be like, well, two lefties and then right, whatever. I don't care. I'll take my chances there. I think it changes the complexion and the tone of that series because of what Bryce Harper means to a lineup. And the Padres, I think it's remarkable they've gotten as far as they have with an offense that has been temperamental at best and inconsistent. It just... They got grinders though, man. Like they have guys that like want to be up in those big situations. They're getting the timely hitting. I don't know, man. I, I do look at the Padres offense and, you know, it did get stymied last night. Uh, but it just seems to me like it's going to be enough. It might not be overwhelming you. They're not going to win a series because of their offense, but I believe it will be enough. I know, but that you don't sense. think that's a tough one where their pitcher gives up two solo shots and the team gives up three hits total and they lose by multiple runs, that's a tough one. Yeah, it is tough. I love that series so much, dude. And I'm going to love the Yankees-Astros, but the Phillies-San Diego, there's just so much like energy there. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Fail. Congratulations, man. We're happy for you. Enjoy the thousand dollar uh, on SeatGeek. Can't just take the thousand and spend it ever. Use it on SeatGeek. Believe me, you will not be disappointed. We'll be doing that one more time before the World Series starts. So make sure you start using your brain, formulating questions. And if we pick you and use it on this show, you will get $1,000 credit to use on the SeatGeek app. So go check out Mugsy.com. Download the SeatGeek app. We are back at this again on Thursday where we're going to break down game one of the ALCS, game two of the NLCS. It's going to be a ton of fun for our very happy one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rohr and Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.